Grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Over the course of the next six weeks, we're going to be focusing on the Lenten theme that you see printed on the front of your bulletins called the Crucial Hours. Crucial. It actually comes from a Latin word that uh, means cross. And so as we gather here in our Lenten services in this Lenten season, we're going to be directed especially towards the cross and to key words and moments from Jesus' passion as he was willingly going to the cross out of love for us in order to save us. This evening we have a single verse before us, and really we're going to just focus on a a short little snippet from this verse, from Matthew 26, verse 18. Jesus said, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, the teacher says, My time is near. I will observe the Passover with my disciples at your house. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Jesus said, I will observe, I will keep the Passover. He spoke these words just shortly before his last supper with his disciples. He was sending his disciples on to go and make preparations for that final meal that he would share with them during his time before his crucifixion, before his death. The Passover, of course, it was a celebration. It was a remembrance of how God had once delivered his people from slavery in Egypt. Recall the time when the angel of death put to death every firstborn male in Egypt. It was the final plague. It was judgment upon Pharaoh's refusal to let God's people go. And it's called the Passover because that's what the angel of death did. When he came to those houses that had the blood of the lamb, the sacrificial Passover lamb, when that blood was painted upon the doorposts, the angel of death passed over that house. They were free from this harsh judgment. Now God had commanded his people to keep the Passover. And so to hear Jesus say in our verse, I will observe, I will keep the Passover, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. You would expect everyone of the Old Testament people to be keeping the Passover. But let me ask you, do you think that everyone was intent, everyone was fully invested in keeping or observing the Passover? Certainly it's our nature, isn't it? to try and come up with excuses or to become distracted with such things. Perhaps there were people there in Jesus' day where where they felt maybe they didn't have to keep the Passover every year, or maybe they didn't have to keep all of the Passover, just some of it or most of it. There were probably others who were very firm in all of the outward things, keeping every detail of the Passover, and yet their hearts were far from it. Perhaps there were others who were just weighed down or obsessing over other things that prevented them from actually celebrating the Passover. Take, for instance, the religious leaders at Jesus' time. How could they be celebrating the Passover rightly when they were in the midst and so caught up and concerned over plotting and executing Jesus' arrest, torture, and death? Perhaps they 
tried to excuse themselves from actually observing, from keeping the Passover, because they had more pressing things to attend to. But dear friends, consider Jesus. If anyone could come up with an excuse or thought, you know, I have some more pressing things on my mind right now, it would have been him. Jesus knew that the governing authorities were out to get him. They were plotting against him. He knew that there was a traitor in the midst of his disciples. He knew that the rest of his disciples were a self-centered, quarreling bunch. He knew that the cross was before him. If anyone could have said, you know what, I need to take some me time right now. I need to put myself first for now. It could have been Jesus, but he doesn't say this. Instead, with determination, he says, I will observe, I will keep the Passover. Dear friends, how about you and me? Aren't there things that God has commanded us to keep? Commands and laws that God expects us to observe. Have you kept them? Isn't it part of our sinful human nature to make excuses about why we haven't done the things that God would want us to do, that he has commanded us to do? Circumstances come up and we feel as if there are more pressing things to do. Or there are other times when, when we do them, but perhaps our heart isn't in it. Maybe we're doing these things begrudgingly, without cheer in our hearts. Are there times when we say, sure, I'll keep God's commandments later. I'll keep that third commandment, but not this weekend, because I have other things that I need to do. I will observe God's commandments when it, when it isn't inconvenient to me. I will keep God's commandments more often than I break them. Well, I'm committed to most of them and, and more than other people, so I think I'll be all right. But obviously, the Bible disagrees. The Bible says, very plainly, first in the Old Testament, then quoted by St. Paul in the New Testament, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Ouch. So if we are being honest with ourselves, don't we have to admit that we deserve to be cursed by God? And isn't that in fact why we are gathered here in God's house tonight? on Ash Wednesday. Isn't that what these ashes represent? That because of our sin, because of our failure to live up to God's commandments, we are but dust and ashes. Remember, you are dust, and to dust you will return. But thanks be to Jesus. He was intent on keeping God's law. And we see this especially as Jesus is facing the suffering and death of the cross and of all the stresses involved with that. And yet, what does he do? What does he proclaim in our verse? I will observe, I will keep the Passover. I am intent and I am focused on following and keeping the commands that God has given down to every last detail. And so Jesus kept the command that God had given to his Old Testament people to keep the Passover. And this shouldn't be surprising to you and to me. Jesus was always committed, fully committed, to doing everything written in the book of the law. 
In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus explained that this was really his mission in life. He said, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I tell you, until the heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. It's paying attention to detail. You and I, when we are text messaging one another, we tend to not follow rules of grammar very well. We shorten words. We simplify them. Some people can, get, can even get away with dropping the O from OK, and we still understand what it means, and it makes sense. It's not that big of a deal. The meaning isn't lost. But this isn't the kind of attitude that God takes towards his law. There's no shortening. There's no dropping allowed. Jesus emphasizes that he is intent on fulfilling the complete law, every jot, every tittle of it, down to the last detail. And praise be to Jesus for this. In order for our Lord Jesus to be our substitute, in order for us to be able to have righteousness as we stand before God, Jesus has to obey the law perfectly, to keep everything written in the book of the law. He doesn't make any excuses, but he is fully invested, fully committed to keeping and observing every last detail. And so Jesus observed, he kept the Passover that evening. This is a really important piece of Maundy Thursday that sometimes we, we might take for granted. When we celebrate Maundy Thursday, we, we most frequently emphasize how our Lord instituted the Lord's Supper or we talk about how he serves in love, willing to wash his disciples' feet. But how important it is also what we see here, that our Lord Jesus was intent on keeping the Passover, following God's commands and laws all along. It's so tremendously significant because it gives you and me assurance that our substitute has kept everything written in God's commands. By living a holy, perfect life, perfectly fulfilling all of God's law, Jesus earned a perfect righteousness that he now shares with you and me. And then, even after that Passover meal was fulfilled, even after that Passover meal was finished, our Lord Jesus went on to really keep the Passover. The Passover meal that God had instituted it was more than just a remembrance of what took place in Egypt so long before. It was designed really to point the people ahead to the coming Messiah, to teach them how God would save us from our sins. Those in Egypt who were found under the blood of that sacrificial Passover lamb, they were spared judgment. And now those who are found to be under the blood of Christ, the one whom John the Baptist pointed to and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We who are under the blood of Christ are not cursed. We do not face judgment. Our Lord Jesus, he went to the cross. He was our Passover lamb. He would die instead of sinful people. And there he paid for every time that you and I have failed and refused 
to keep a part of God's commandments. And his blood now covers us. His blood now is covering over us who have faith in his word and in what his word tells us about him. That blood now covers us who have been washed into his blood in baptism who belong to him. That blood of the Passover lamb covers over us as we get to gather around his altar and and he feasts with us, giving us his own body and blood to eat and to drink for the forgiveness of our sins. On this night, Ash Wednesday, even though we acknowledge that we are, in fact, but dust and ashes, that we should be cursed, we tonight can also have the sweetest comfort because we know that our Savior Jesus has observed. He has kept the Passover, keeping every detail of God's command to observe the Passover meal and of fulfilling that Passover upon the cross. What sweet comfort this is to you and to me. And it's also motivation for you and to me to go back, and when the time arises, when we have a command of God before us, We don't make excuses, but we can be moved to show our love back to God. As it says in 1 John, this is love for God, that we keep his commands. As we begin this new Lenten season, I encourage you and your families to renew your hearts towards God. Focus on how our Lord Jesus heads to the crucial moments of the cross. And as he goes there, he is intent on keeping the Passover out of love for you and me. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, garden, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.